Did you know that when you are listening to the show, you are listening to a former president, class president? Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. And actually, I had quite the political career in high school. In four years, I was class president twice class vice president twice, and one year I achieved my highest political goal, and I was student body president. The sad part was, and no one in my class really gave a rip about anything, so you know, being a, a leader was very difficult, very frustrating, and I took it very personally, which was not a healthy habit to have. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. Like I said, I'm your host, Brandon Knight. And today is our series finale of Leadership 101, talking about the leadership characteristics of David. And in this episode, we're going to look at specifically four characteristics of David. But before we get into his characteristics, let's just go ahead and recap briefly what we have been talking about. Because even though this is only episode six in the leadership 101 series we had all those bonus episodes last month so it was like leadership and then something else leadership then something else so let's just recap what's been going on maybe you missed an episode feel free to go back and listen to it but here's the rundown so we started things off talking about the books that i had to read for this class which ones i recommended checking out and which one i definitely don't think you should spend your time reading then we had the three-part pastoral leadership interview ser- uh, mini-series within the series where our good friends, uh, Pastor Will Rose and Scott Irwin, were back on the show. And also, Pastor Ben Hickson made his MSL debut to discuss things like servant leadership, being a change agent, vision casting, and mentoring. almost forgot what the other one was. If you, have, if you missed any of those, you definitely need to go back and give them a listen to. They are very insightful. These are three men who love the Lord and definitely know, definitely know a thing or two about leadership. And then last week on the show, y'all showed up for this one. My friend Annie was on making her debut to talk about cult leaders and the leadership traits that are common among cult leaders and let me just say like y'all really liked that episode you you really did so much so that i I talked to annie and i don't know when this will happen for sure but she will definitely be back to talk more about cults cult leaders in the future i have an idea on when that will happen again but it's not anytime soon but she is more than happy more than excited to come back and do it again we had a lot of fun on that episode and if you have missed it again there is a listener discretion on that episode but if you've missed it you are missing out this this was a great episode today we're going to wrap things up talking about the leadership characteristics of king david I mentioned before, I think it was in the first episode and then in the uh, in the interview with Scott, that normally in a Christian leadership class situation, normally the person who is upheld and you do a big like study deep into the book is Nehemiah. 
we always bring up as it was brought up over and over again during the servant leadership part of the interviews, the image of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. But when it comes to leadership, usually it's Nehemiah is the is the patriarch, is the saint of leadership. And then also we go to that story in the life of Moses when his father-in-law Jethro told him to like divide up the work among more people. Remember that one? Yeah. It's usually what it comes down to when it comes to talking about biblical leadership examples. This class did something a little bit different, something I found refreshing, is we had to do an in-depth study of the life of David. So we read from his anointing by Samuel, which I think is 1 Samuel 16, I believe, all the way to the end of 2 Samuel, so chapter 24, I think. I think there's 24 chapters in Samuel. We had to read all of it, all of it, and journal our way through it and write reflections on David's leadership skills. And it was really good. It was really refreshing. Like I said, good change of pace for me when it came to studying leadership. And I was, so not only did we have to turn in this journal, but we also had to do a forum post on it, which forum posts, if you're unfamiliar, is like a blog, basically. You write a little blog post and then you comment on others. It's to help replace the whole lack of in-class. I'm doing this online. A bunch there was a bunch of new listeners so if if you're a new listener i'm doing my seminary online and and so forum posting is a way to make up for the lack of classroom conversation with fellow students so we had to post about it post a summary of our findings from our journals and i was excited i i had four characteristics that continually come up in the life of david which we're going to talk about here and I was really excited to discuss the, what I came up with and to see what other people came up with. And I, I even talked about it in my post, you know, when you slow down and really chew on David, there's these moments in his life where he definitely serves as a typology of Jesus, you know, pointing forward to the Messiah who is greater than David. I think a great example of that is during that period of time when he's on the run from Saul, you Part of the reason why he gathers such a, you know, it says he's got like several hundred people following him. And it's like, where did all these people come from? It says time and time again that he would take in uh, outcasts and wanderers and people who needed refuge. And he was a place of refuge for the lost and the outcasts. And it's like, oh, hey, Jesus, Jesus is that and done some for us, you know? So I'm writing all this stuff, writing all of this stuff, and I go to do my responses to my classmates and all of them, all of them post. David had moments of failure, but God still used him. And here's my thing. It's not wrong. You're not wrong for saying that, for thinking that. But I just, I guess it's shame on me for expecting some type of rigorous conversation in an academic, a stimulating conversation in an academic environment. Shame on me for expecting that. Because, yeah, that's like the summary answer for the whole life of David. That's the summary answer for like every person who's in the Bible, basically, that they were had moments of failure, but God still used them. 
I just expected more. Like I, I, I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed at times that even at this level, we're still like just going to be content with the basic Bible Sunday school answers. Like, it's not like this all the time, but I, I bet if you went back through and listened to all, what episode number are we on? 78. If you went back and listened to all 77 other episodes plus the 10, one more things and whatever. I'm sure the most common complaint I have had is that the forum posts suck. <laughs> that there are just times where it's like, can we please just have a discussion about this? Not that there's people like yelling at each other or, you know, fighting in the forum post. There's not, but just so often it's been just, yeah. Anyway, that's my frustration. That's my rant for this episode. So let's talk about these leadership characteristics. So David has four that I saw that were consistent throughout his life. And in the moment of victory, they were more, more, than, more often present then. And in those moments of failure, because David is a human and has his moments of failure, the, these characteristics are either absent or twisted. And I think I have one example that highlights all four. So number one, and the most obvious answer is David sought the Lord. David sought the Lord for everything. You see this especially, again, during his wandering phase from Saul. He is constantly, God, should I go here? God, do I go over here? God, do I go into battle in this situation? He is constantly seeking the Lord. And that is something that we should be looking for in our leaders. Are they constantly looking to themselves and to the leadership board? Or are they looking for God, looking to God for direction? So that's the first characteristic. Not going to spend a lot of time on that because, yes, this is one of those things that we definitely know about David. Another common, another common characteristic in David's life that is also very obvious once I'm going to say it is he was creative. David was creative. One of the earliest things that we learn about David is that he is recruited to play the harp for Saul to calm his troubled spirit. And we know that David has most not has most of the psalms associated to him. The most amount of psalms are associated with David. David is a poet. David is a singer-songwriter. And not only do we see the musical creativity, but we also see moments of creativity in how he operates and leads his people. There's creativity. I think another example, going back to his um, wandering phase, is to prove the fact that he could have taken Saul's life, but he didn't when he's, you know, like sneaking in and like taking the spear or cutting part of his garment off to prove like, hey, I can like I, I could do more. But I'm, you know, he has a creative way of doing these things. I think I even wrote as this was starting to be a common theme is that uh, David is, to put a modern word on it, a renaissance man. He is skilled in multiple things. He's a musician. He's a leader. He has a great um, military track record, which we don't have details about, you know, every little detail of how David fought his battles, but 
who knows maybe if we got it if you know if that was included then we may see that david was also a creative strategist in creativity i think we're often i think we're often trained as adults that at this point we're just supposed to want like hard concrete facts because facts don't care about your feelings or whatever but truly i think it takes a level of creativity. It takes a level of imagination to implement things. You know, you might not be a creative person like you're writing songs or coming up with creative battle strategies, but, you know, it takes creativity. It takes imagination to write up plans. You know, the creating a podcast, this is very structured. It's not, you know, it may not be artistic, like it's going to hang in a museum or anything like that, but it's, you know, I implement a lot of creativity, I think, into producing my shows and to come up with what topics and finding guests and things like that. So you want a leader who is seeking the Lord in direction. You want a leader who is using creativity, who is creative. And I think you want a leader who is in touch with their emotions, because this is another common trait in the life of David is David is, you know, I think we have him so much depicted as like this man of war. You know, he is a warrior and David's in his fair share of wars, fair share of battles. But man, the guy is not afraid to show some emotion every once in a while. He has an intimate relationship with Jonathan. Like he is close with him. You can't you can't shy away from the love that those two had for each other. And David is often motivated by love. You look at like um rescuing his family, rescuing Abigail at one point from battle. You have the whole situation with Absalom. Absalom's trying to overthrow him from the throne. And when Absalom's killed in battle, David mourns that. David mourned Saul. When the Ark of the Covenant is brought to Jerusalem, he's going to get even more undignified than he was at that time. Like David was in touch with his emotions. And again, I think maybe this is more of like directed towards men. You know, and I, I bet I bet women can relate to this too of like, you're not supposed to show any emotion in a leadership position. You're, you're again, going back to like, you're supposed to be like this stone cold, stern, level headed person. But I think there's I think there's room for emotions in leadership. We're not Spock, we're not androids. And even if we were androids, uh what's his name? Dado was in Star Trek Next Generation was given like the inhibitor chip so that way he could feel emotions every once in a while. That was a deep cut. Maybe only certain people are gonna get that, but it's better than the wrestling references I make. So you want a leader who is in touch with their emotions. You want a leader who is creative. You want a leader who uh, seeks after God. And by the way, it makes sense that some someone like David, specifically, who is very musical, is also very um, not emotionally driven, but in touch with his emotions in a healthy way. I see that a lot in uh, creative types that they also have a good like emotional health as well. Fourth and finally, and I think this was the one that caught me the most by surprise, but is arguably the one that shows up the most. David is kind. David is a very 
kind person. I talked about earlier how he became this like place of refuge during his wandering, during his wilderness time on the run from Saul. He was kind to people and had let him join and let them join him so that way he could protect them. He showed kindness to Saul, all those times that he spared him. He showed kindness to Saul and Jonathan by keeping the covenant of preserving their line as much as he could by being very kind and very generous to Mephibosheth. He was kind to people who, during the rebellion, who did not go with him initially, but was able to talk things out. Was his kindness taken advantage of? Yes, Absalom does take advantage of his kindness. So it's not like a just be kind to everybody type of thing. Although kindness is part of the fruit of the spirit. Just keep that in mind. That kindness is a biblical characteristic. It's a mark of the spirit. It's something Jesus showed. So... And I think this is another one that like be like being in touch with your emotions and like being creative that you don't normally think kindness when you think of a leader. I was I was blessed, honestly, during my retail time that most of the most of my tenure in real in uh, almost said real estate. That's not true at all. In retail, I had managers who were very kind, who really cared about those that they were leading. You don't see that a lot, especially in retail, but in general, you don't see leaders who are kind. You see mean, authoritative, controlling leaders because you just want to get the task done. And what David shows, and possibly just, you know, plain old God himself shows, is that kindness has its advantages. And I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at myself that I'm that I'm even here talking about kindness. Cause I do think that within pop culture, Christianity, there is a bit of a, mm, I would say maybe a level of unhealthy obsession with kindness. I think we like to make kindness like the thing a lot of times in, uh, in pop culture, Christianity of like, this is the godly trait. This is the thing you should be doing. Um, <laughs> Just be kind to everyone. It'll be okay. So I am surprised at myself that I'm I'm here on an episode talking about kindness, but it's true. You, you, you still can't get away from the fact that it is part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's a mark of the Spirit is to be a kind person, and that should, be show, and that should show up in our leaders as well. So the four characteristics that we see from David is that he's kind, he's in touch with his emotions, he's creative, and... Most importantly, he seeks after God for his directions. And like I said, it oftentimes when you come across those passages where it seems that David, I shouldn't say seems, when David fails, like, it, like when he does mess up, more often than not, those things are either not there or they're perverted. Let's just go to the big one briefly. Let's look at the instance of David and Bathsheba. Does David seek after God? There is no mention whatsoever at all in that passage of David ever going to God at all with this 
scenario he doesn't check in with god at least we're not told that he checks in with god beforehand before he uh when he decides not to go off to war he never sees he never checks with god to see if it's okay that he you know courses someone into consent and we never see him seek after god when he comes up with a way to kill off uriah so (laughs) that's not there is David in touch with his emotions? Well, he, he, I would say the emotion that is very present in this passage would be lust and probably also some level of anxiety, panic, something when it comes to, you know, having to then cover up what comes from this affair. Is David creative? He does come up with a pretty creative way to have Uriah killed off. He comes up with some creative ways to try and, you know, make it look like Uriah's the father at first, too. But he does come up with a pretty creative way to have Uriah killed off. And does David show kindness at all? Well, is murder kind? Is coercing someone into consent kind? I will give David this. He does not leave Bathsheba hanging. In the end, we do see he marries Bathsheba. And to my classmate's point this is definitely an instance of god using david in a way that he doesn't deserve showing grace to him because we know that this is where solomon comes from and ultimately jesus so again proving that god is not limited by our situations and by our mistakes But it just goes to show that these defining characteristics of David, that when they're not present or when they are misused, it's when you binge read all of this, like I had to do and make notes, it is almost like reading about a completely different person, especially in that scenario, especially with David and Bathsheba. It's like you're almost reading about a completely different person. Well, that's it for today's episode, and that's it for Leadership 101. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back week after week, or thanks for checking in last week on the Colt episode and coming back. Appreciate it. If you don't mind, if you haven't rated or reviewed the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, please consider doing that. Consider sharing this episode with a friend that you think might get something out of it appreciate that as well you can only go you could always go down to the link in the description to find to the links in the description to find links to all the important stuff you know the website the shop the, the everything i would like to take a moment to apologize last month we had the special sale it was supposed to be a 50 percent off sale on the shop There was an issue, so I changed it to free shipping. And even at that, there were still issues. When I started this sale, basically at the exact same time, Spring, who is my merch provider, changed a lot of their rules on how they do promotions and sales. So, yeah, I apologize to everybody who tried to use the codes And they didn't work. But I'm thankful, though, that there were still people who, even though they couldn't get the discount, they still showed love to me by still continuing to purchase their items. I appreciate that. And I want you to know that I'm always brewing up new ways to for you to support the show 
So be on the lookout for that. Always brewing up ideas here because creativity is a mark of a good leader. Maybe not a good leader, but it's something that a leader should have. Anyway, where was I? I love this part when I get lost in my own notes that I don't write for myself. Maybe I should go back to writing an outline. Thank you for coming to the shop. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so again, this is it for the Leadership 101. Next week, it's a special edition of My Seminary Life and the Whole Church Podcast. We're calling it Pod Mash, or I'm calling it Pod Mash, where we are literally mashing together our two shows. It's kind of like all those times when like people show up on each. Remember that episode of The Flash when Supergirl showed up, and then the characters from The Flash showed up on Supergirl, or when the characters from Recess showed up on the Lilo and Stitch cartoon. Yeah, that's that's basically what's going on in this episode. We're going to be discussing progressive theology, specifically. Uh, Related to the atonement, this comes from a recent conference that Josh participated in. So it's a great conversation. And you get to hear, if you've never listened to the whole church, it's a lot of their format for the episode. So you get to hear how they run their show and maybe you'll go check them out more often. After that, we have the kickoff to intercultural ministries the class has actually already gotten started and it's been really good and i'm starting to set up some guests for the series as well a couple missionaries to come on the show to talk about their work in the foreign field which will be good and yeah i think that's it i think that's it cool thanks again for listening and remember theology is for everybody so keep on studying